What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 420,000 of the... <laughs> it feels like it. 421, it looks like, of the Smart Moment and Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where we will be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Joining me, as always, is Robert DeFelice. How you doing, Tony? We it is first of all happy Festivus to you and yours. Very and, much to you too. I will air some grievances later on. Oh, we're airing grievances. <laughs> we, we've got a poll donated to us by Vince Russo, and I'm sure at some point we'll be donating to the Human Fund. Yeah, if you want to donate to the Human Fund of Smart Cat Moment, it's to Patreon. That's how it works. <laughs> Plugs will come later on, everybody, but obviously the very first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that I want you to talk about things, and I want you to do that in the comment section below, so go ahead and do that, and if you are on the audio-only platforms like the iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Play and Google Podcasts and whatever else these kids are referring to nowadays, then hop on over to the YouTube channel, hit that little like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't done it already, ring that bell for the notifications, and drop a comment below. Tell us your thoughts on these topics and anything else that you want to talk about. Unless it's something weird. Don't be a weirdo. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how to expand on that, but I would appreciate it if you weren't a weirdo. Some weird, weird, weird people out there. But, yeah. Are we talking about them today? Let's air some grievances. So there's this guy. It's not just... <laughs> uh, let's talk about Billy Gunn. He's kind of a weird guy. I like him. He likes asses. Yeah, he's an ass man. Bump, bump. <laughs> he has put up a couple trademarks. Trademarks, like the one of the go-to words of this year. Everybody just sort of realized that trademark is the thing, and they could just be like, I'm going to trademark that and that and that and that. Wait. Well, because it became super over. Like, oh, man, Dash Wilder trademarked FTR, so they can use that wherever the fuck they want. You'd like think that, that uh, WWE has, like, some trademark department that, like, all the way leading up until this year, they were just kind of, like, sitting on their ass and they're like, yeah, we got it covered. And then, yeah. like, I don't know, April comes along or something and they were just kind of like, oh, shit, we got to do our jobs. <laughs> more like, more like uh, December comes along and Cody snatches Super Brawl and Slamboree and all of a sudden, the, the next week, suddenly they trademark about seven ECW and WCW pay-per-view games. <laughs> Billy Gunn's got a couple ones. He has Austin Gunn for his son. He has Son of a Gun for his I son. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and the Gun Club. Obviously, all these gun-related ones are with two ends, and he owns the Billy Gunn trademark, so that's kind of cool that he still has that, and that's why he's able to use that for AEW instead of having to be Monty Sop or Kip Sop or Kip James or any Kip of the James. other names or, that he's had. Was it, wasn't he the outlaw? For a while in TNA. Uh, Nobody changed their names more than he and the Road Dog in TNA. They were the Voodoo Kin Mafia. Which was awful. What did Road Dog go by there? BG James? BG James. Which I think is his name because it's Brian, Brian James Armstrong. Where does G come in from though? Probably his second middle name. Like Brian Gerald James Armstrong. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. BG James A. <laughs> it's just going to have that much of a sound to it. I, I think he, he didn't want to be BJ Armstrong. So I just, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think that, that really worked out that well. Uh, what do you think about this whole Austin Gunn kind of situation? He's signed. I don't, I don't want to misspeak, but I think he's signed to ROH. Huh. Um, I like him. He doesn't offend me. You know, he's he's pretty good. I think the only thing I've seen him in was that one battle royal. That's all I've seen him in. So you know, yeah. I mean, I like the too. the name sounds kind of cool, Austin Gunn. It's not something uh, like a Michael McGillicuddy where I'd be like, "Wow, well, I'm going to cheer this guy, Austin Gunn." <laughs> all right, that sounds kind of cool. Sounds a little bit more like a superstar or porn star thing that we would be doing, but it's, especially with stuff like the Gun Show and the Gun Club. Yeah, you might as well do Loaded Gun. And Nick oh, they and will. And... <laughs> you know, you're giving them merch ideas right now. There you go. Billy Gunn, trademark them before I do. <laughs> Tomorrow, you got to see this thing. Some asshole just trademarked Loaded Gun with two ends. What the fuck's he going to do with that one? Sell it yeah. to you. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Says the guy who owned WWEnetwork.com for a little bit. <laughs> 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 uh, how did how did that uh, negotiations work with WWE? Uh, they started targeting my channel and trying to get everything taken <laughs> down, and then I said, "Fuck it, maybe that'll let them uh, get off my case." And then, lo and behold, yeah. right after that happened, and they were able to buy it. Didn't have any issues from them ever ever again. Well, what do you know? Yeah, Laura. <laughs> 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 you know who you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk Edge while we're at it. I like I like Edge. You know, Edge is a guy that I, I really enjoy getting the chance to talk about. I, I don't believe the rumors. I'll say up front, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, the rumor does. is for the second time this year, third time this year, or something. Probably fifth time this year. The way that things are, the rumor going around is that he has signed a new contract that he's going to have some kind of an in-ring return that they're shooting for a WrestleMania match for. And, of course, everybody around this time frame, if it's like, oh, this person might return, the go-to thought is, oh, they're going to pop up at the Royal Rumble, aren't they? But every year, there's rumors about stuff like that that just pan out to be absolutely nothing. And I tend to lean more towards the idea that Edge is not going to return. Just the same as you. I would be over the moon if he would return. If they would announce anything concrete, I would break from tradition and immediately buy tickets and plane tickets if need be. I would like to be in the arena when Edge comes back. I don't see it happening. So I can't, I really can't speak to it, you know? Like, I just don't see it occurring. To me, it's something that, like, I mean, we've seen Daniel Bryan come back. And we've seen some people do some stuff, even though they're well past the point that you would think that they would really be able to step inside the ring. But a lot of them haven't necessarily even had matches either. But we didn't really get into, we haven't done like one more match edge and we haven't yet done the superstar scores edge, but you know, that is, we've talked about the theoretical idea of if edge were to come back. And I don't know if there's like a, set idea of what I would like to see him do if he had one more match. Like, There's nobody on the roster that screams to me, my god, this match has to happen. There's one guy and I'm going to pitch this to you like this. 
if you have, just as a fan, just as something that you would rather see, WrestleMania, do you want Edge against Rollins? Or do you want Edge against, or do you want Rollins against Punk? Ooh. Is it just a one time, like, they'll never have another match after that? Yeah, I would assume that that would be the case. And do I get another match from the other person? Uh, you can. Like, uh, if I don't go with Edge, can Edge fight somebody else? Like, that kind of thing. I'll say yes. Okay, then I think I'd go Punk Rollins. Who and Edge, edge somebody else. Let me look at the roster real quick. Uh, I, I, off the top of my head, no names stand out. But maybe if I look at this, maybe it'll come up. AJ Styles is a possibility. Um, I don't know if they'd be good together. They might not. Then again, he's got ring rust and stuff, so he might not be great with anybody in this kind of day and age. Uh, Jay Uso in a possibility. I'm just kidding. <laughs> If Kevin Owens were a heel, I would think that that would work. But as a babyface, no. Uh, I don't want to see, like... I never really, for the most part, want to see anybody return and just wrestle somebody they've already wrestled. So there wouldn't be, like, Randy Orton or Rey Mysterio or... See, but that's exactly why I don't want to see Punk versus Rollins. It's one of the only Punk matches... That we have seen out of That this. we've seen, yeah, like... Yeah, like I'd rather see Punk against a couple of that from other people. I'd rather see Punk against Styles. I'd rather see Punk against. Uh, not Daniel Bryan. We already saw that. Uh, I'd put Punk against Owens. If we could do Punk against like an NXT guy, like that'd be crazy. If we could do Punk, yeah. the only NXT guy I'd put him against is either Cole or Champa. Even though I think Johnny works. As weird as this might sound, I think Johnny works a calm enough style that Punk could probably work with him. You know what would be kind of fun? I don't know why. Edge against Sami Zayn. Yeah, I can see him doing a lot with Sami Zayn. That might be like, I mean, that wouldn't be like the go-to like selling point. WWE would never do it. They would never look at Sami Zayn as being worthy enough for that. But I'm not really coming across a whole lot of options here. Like, it, As much as I'm an apologist for Baron Corbin, I wouldn't go with King Corbin versus Edge, you know? I would agree. So that's tough. Yeah. Who the hell would he fight at WrestleMania? A fucking primo? <laughs> it's like it's nothing standing out to me. I don't know. Um, that's exactly why I would go with Rollins because, like, Rollins seems to be one of the only guys who would be worthy. Yeah, I think in that scenario, if we could get both, give me Edge and Rollins, and give me Punk and somebody else, because you could do Punk and Styles, and th- people just be like, "Give me my fucking ticket," you know? Yeah. Or Punk against, you know, a litany of other people. Even though I don't really want to see it, you could do Punk against Brian and it would sell like hotcakes. Why is that a fucking phrase? It'll sell like hotcakes. Is there somewhere you... in the area of like wherever in the United States where it's just like pancakes just like fly off the fucking shelf? It must have been like a really early time of pancakes where these things were just flying off. 
Or maybe it's supposed to be like how diners sell a lot of breakfast food, so it's like, oh, yeah, that's what I was a lot of cakes, but... Like, go into diners, and, like, if you go into a diner tomorrow morning, what are you ordering? Uh, my go-to, uh, <laughs> random snack talk aside, uh, my go-to breakfast meal, I get either a short stack of French toast or a short stack of pancakes. Give me scrambled eggs, give me home fries or hash browns, depending on where I'm at. Uh, it usually comes with toast, so butter that toast and give me a little sausage on the side i you know what i want to go to a diner tomorrow that sounds fucking good right now doesn't it like <laughs> all right i'm sitting there going god i want some pancakes yeah like I, I typically when i go to a diner since it's like the only place that i'll dare to do this i usually go for like a chicken fried steak and eggs and especially because I'm down south, so you can trust it, you know? Mm. And, like, you get the biscuit. But then I think French toast is a great breakfast food. Like, everybody knows how good pancakes are, and waffles are great. They have the little crevices for the syrup, and they're perfect. But French toast is great breakfast food. French toast, if done well... Is so good, man. I'm hungry as hell. <laughs> I think this is a good time that I will insert my table for three dinner of domination thing. I haven't actually watched it yet, uh, since we are recording this just a little bit in advance. Uh, and I just figured, yeah, you know, I'll watch it later and I'll insert it in here. So, future Tony will talk in a couple seconds, and then future Tony will be back and pitch it over to the other guy, past Tony, me, Tony, present Tony. How's that work? I don't know, I'm still talking, stuck on Time Machine <laughs> Dream Team from earlier. <laughs> We've done too so, many podcasts over these past couple of days. So I've gone ahead and watched that after we had just talked about that I hadn't seen it yet. And I gotta say, definitely see this episode. This was a damn good episode in a lot of different ways. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil everything because what would be the point in you watching it if I told you? But we got a cool story about how Papa Shango was supposed to return at one point. A couple of funny Owen Hart stories, a ton of love for Ron Simmons, which is awesome. Great back and forth between these guys and a lot of information crammed in a short amount of time. It's 26 minutes long and I 100% recommend it. Very, very good episode. So awkwardly, I have really no transition to get back to uh, what we were talking about before. But hey, let's go back to the recording of what we uh, had already talked about. So I think I'll take the baton from future Tony and... Hand it over here to pass, Tony. Tony, I thought that was a wonderful take on Table for Three. Yeah, but I don't know why I said that one very controversial thing. Uh, <laughs> geez, future Tony. Yeah, come on. Watch your language in the future, man. Be like, God. What an ass. <laughs> this gives me an excuse to be an asshole now. Uh yeah, so Edge, uh, we talked about that. We're all we're both kind of thinking probably not happening, but it'd be kind of cool. We talked about the Billy Gunn stuff. Uh, unfortunately, we have an injury to report. Another one to Fandango. Oh, Fandango, man. And he has a Tommy John injury. What the? I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that is either. I'm assuming you know, we, Drew might know be... since he knows Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Tommy John injury. A surgical procedure in which a healthy tendon extracted from the arm is used to replace an arm's torn ligament. So so he took something out of one of his ligaments and put it into his injured arm, 
The healthy tendon is threaded through holes drilled into the bone above and below the elbow. Oh, that sounds fun. So it's an elbow injury. <laughs> sounds like he's got fucked up armitis. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically my medical <laughs> point of view. <laughs> you, I, don't, I don't know how you didn't become a doctor. Yeah, well, just don't uh, ask for my license. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I should start putting a like PhD at the, uh, in the comment section. Doctor my... Tony Mango PhD. <laughs> yeah. DDS. Um, but no, I, I thought I think it sucks for Fandango. I think it sucks for Tyler Breeze. I'm curious when this happened too, because they did it just wrestle recently. You think it happened yeah. on that show? Like that one? That there, there's a it? recent episode of the NXT injury report where he is. Uh, said to suffer a an elbow injury. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's it then. Those injury report things, I stopped watching them. I kind of figured, yeah, because they're half, they're yeah, so half fitted. bullshit. So, yeah. So it wasn't this past episode; it was the week before. Hmm. Hopefully, that doesn't put him out too long. I know that he's not really doing all that much crazy, like focused on NXT right now. He's not like, you know, the champion or something like that, but still, he spent a lot of time out injured. And if they can come back and, you know, kind of actually get the ball rolling, then that'd be good because in particular, this will switch us out to uh, one of the other topics we got going on. Now the dusty roads tag team classic is set to return. I don't know exactly when they just said it's coming in 2020. Obviously, it's coming in 2020 because it's, you know, it's December 23rd. So you're not going to finish the tournament in the middle of the kind of short window. But they are going to announce the teams on January 1st. No, so, they're announcing the teams now, I thought. I thought that they were on January 1st. I, thought, I think they're announcing the teams on Wednesday. Oh, maybe they are. Oh, I don't know. I thought that they were able to do the first. Uh, maybe they are doing it the other time. Maybe they're going to just do the NXT year-end awards on the first and nothing else. I don't know. But either way, they haven't announced them yet. So it's time for us to speculate. That's uh, apparently, Cody Rhodes gave Dusty permission. I mean, gave them permission to use Dusty's name. So good for Cody. Very cool on his part. Because I'm sure he could have put up a stink about it and they... Might have had to change it to the NXT Tag Team Classic or something like that. and Even though it's not something that it has to be the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, they put Yeah, that you were right. Their... New Year's Day edition. Oh, okay. I'm an idiot. Nah, you're not. You're airing your own grievances on Festivus. <laughs> That's right. Um, ah, real quick plug, by the way. Merchandise Shop, T Public, and Redbubble. I haven't mentioned that. There you go. Go ahead and buy something if you got the spare change. Anyway. Yeah. Um, how many teams do we have before we had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So we had 16 the one time. They really kind of cut it short over the most recent years. It looks like they really kept it to just eight over the last two years. So they'll probably do eight teams, but that's kind of bland. Now that they have two hours worth of television, maybe they'll go back to 16 and just kind of fill in the gap a little bit there. So fuck it. Let's say that they have 16 teams. Let's try to figure out 16. If they can't come anywhere close to 16, then we know that they can't possibly do that. But we do know, more than likely, we got the Undisputed Era. Right. We got the Forgotten Sons. Right. We've got 
Who else? Uh, Imperium, uh, specifically Bartel and Agner. Yeah, they could always put Imperium in there. They could put Gallus in there. Grizzled Young Veterans. All right. They got uh, South Wales Subculture. Yep. The Hunt. Yep. Uh, Tyson T-Bone and was it Saxon Huxley? Yeah, but you know, I would skip to them, but okay. Yeah, We're halfway I mean, there. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> We're halfway there. Uh, let's see this list. I mean, technically speaking, even though they never fucking use these two, you could do Arturo Huas and Cesar Bononi. Maybe uh, this is their way to get them in the mix. Put Tanara. Oh, man. She'd be effective as a manager. They've got the Outliers, I think they're called. Dan oh, Rafa. they're debuting here. They have to. They It'd be weird have if they did. to debut here. That's they're what always and, uh, on Moss. the house shows. And we spoke about this earlier, but the house shows are just like a different vibe. Like Nick Ogarelli is a huge deal because he's on every house show. But you wouldn't know it because he's nowhere near close to TV. Yeah, I don't think I've even put him in like a battle royal or anything yet. Uh, uh, maybe they go ahead and put, if they want like the star power behind it, maybe Jack and Keith Lee team up again. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Or maybe this Leo Rush thing is their attempt to, to do that. It wouldn't shock uh, me if Lee is with somebody at the very least. I think it's Lee and Jack, Unless uh, Jack is hurt. Because the Leo Rush thing, I think, was just a way to utilize some cruiserweights. Probably. They had uh, Keith Lee and Jordan Miles as a tag team, sort of. But obviously, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Uh, Birch and Lorkin. That would be kind of weird, because Lorkin says that he signed a new contract, but we haven't seen him. No, but he changed his Twitter name to Oni Lorkin and everything, so I think he's back. Okay, so Brit and Bruisers, that's another one. They're fantastic. Uh, DIY, if they really wanted to. Yeah, they are both healthy, aren't they? We've got, we kind of can't count them because of the injury, but there's maybe a chance that Breezango. I don't think you come back from I doubt Tommy it. John very quickly. Uh, Mustache Mountain. British Strong Style. But can they do... So they can't do 16 without NXT UK. No, I don't think that they have anywhere close to that without them. Killian Dane's not with anybody. Conor Reeves isn't with anybody. Mansoor isn't. They could team Raul Mendoza with somebody. Just a random pairing. They could team Shane Thorne and Bronson Reed up, but he'd have to turn heel... They were part of the Mighty Don't Kneel. Bronson uh, Reed was part of the Mighty Don't Kneel? Yeah, apparently so. Came across that fact somewhat recently. Nobody really <laughs> for Dexter Loomis that I can think of. Boa, I think, might still be injured. And who would he just tag up with? Somebody random. Angel Garza, I don't think that they would tag him with somebody. NXT UK has Amir Jordan and uh, Kenny Williams. Put Malcolm Bivens on TV. Give this dude a tag team. Put him on TV. Give him, my God, the massive mass of humanity. I said massive mass. I'm aware of what I said. <laughs> uh, of uh, Jordan, Big Jordan, and Babatunde. 
Well, if you're going to have the master fan, you have to have Dave Mastiff on the team, too. <laughs> Can you imagine Babatunde and Big Jordan? I mean, they are big, and other people just simply are not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's been a running thing, now. Um, hmm. Looking at the Performance Center crew, trying to remember if there's any. Oh, Everrise. Forgot about that. Oh, they're, they're in here. They're. They're definitely in here. Their first round elimination, if they have 16, for sure. Uh, Rinku Singh and Sarav Gurjur. Yeah, that's a thing. That's uh, They popped up on the Worlds Collide before. They're huge dudes that actually did a pretty good job in that Battle Royal. So maybe they want to bring them in the mix that way. I kind of feel like Dio Madden was in some kind of a tag team, but I don't remember with who. Swerve Scott. Uh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, maybe they put them back up together. Maybe that's their way to kind of bring him back into the mix is being like, you know, hey, he's actually going to actually try to be a wrestler again. And Watch this dude skip the line and fucking fight Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, we're already at 18 without even counting like Dio Madden. They could fucking do it. I mean, it would be a little bit disappointing if it was like, all right, we got Huas and Bononi and Tyson Tebow and it's Axel Huxley, but you know, if they want to kind of fill in the blank a little bit and they want to try to maximize the amount of time that they do this post takeover Blackpool two, if you want to have like it split between the NXT UK people and the NXT people for the first rounds, go, go ahead and do that. That gives them a little bit of time on NXT UK TV to be able to do it. That's weird too, by the way, the NXT UK schedule is a little bit strange. They're missing a week. The week before uh, TakeOver. Didn't we um, figure these out? That they would just like do a couple of rerun shows? They might, but that's a shame. Because this week's going to be the best of NXT UK. Then they round out the tapings and then do another recap thing before the pay-per-view. And then they have another recap thing or something after the pay-per-view. Unless they record something before the pay-per-view. But that's, that's a week, a couple of weeks. Operative word being weak, but which one? Ooh, ooh. So depending on the whole setup of the NXT uh, takeover, Portland and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Sometimes they've done it in the past where the tag team champions aren't involved and the winner gets a title shot. Sometimes they've done it where the tag team champions are involved and it doesn't really matter because they can win or they can lose. Sometimes it's that they have both the championship and the trophy on the line. I'm kind of leaning more towards the idea that they're going to do that again this year. I think we get the title shot. And unless it's like like it is most years, where, you know what, fuck it, we're getting um, the Undisputed Era win, and then it'll be the trophy and the titles. It's not a great crop of uh, teams, though. Like, I would assume you take DIY out of the mix, because Gargano's gonna fight Balor. But I don't think it's ending in Portland, I think it's ending... I guess now it would end in Portland and then the winners get the match in Tampa. Hmm. 
I don't know who I would pick as my go-to, like... Of course, if it, they announce eight teams and the eight teams are all strange, kind of like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, then we know that it's just, like, all over the place. But, like, I can't look at the situation and be like, oh, the outliers are definitely going to win, or uh, South Wales subcultures, they got it on their... Uh... Oh, yeah, because, you know, people are dying for some... Uh... Yeah. Southwest subculture. I like them. That's not a knock on them. I actually enjoy them, but I'm aware other people don't. Yeah, they're just not the biggest deal. Most of these teams aren't. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be clamoring for the idea that, like, Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams will be participating. They're talented, but it's just not a big deal. So I think that when push came to shove, I'd probably go with, oddly enough, the Forgotten Sons. If it's not the Undisputed Era. Nope, because we did this last year. Who won it last year? Who did win it last year? <laughs> the, I want to say the Undisputed Era. Last year was 2019. Alistair Black and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Because they fought... Uh, the Forgotten Sons. No, they fought... They did fight the Forgotten Sons, but they fought um, War Machine. Or the War... The, the dudes. You know what? You know the, the, the Vikings. Nope. And it, they, according to the bracket, they beat. No, but that's I, how I, they earned the match with the Viking Raiders, isn't it? That they beat the Viking Raiders? No, that's how they earned the match, is by winning the tournament. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought you meant in the tournament that they fought the Viking Raiders. No. The War no. Raiders. Or the War Experience, whatever the fuck you want to call them. <laughs> <laughs> See, you did what I did. Why the hell did we just do that? It's not like we're, we're watching the product every week and we know their names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like so you got uh black and ricochet won last year the previous year was the undisputed era the year before that was the authors of pain then balor and joe that's our whole breakdown of that so two out of the four times we've had just two singles guys paired up there's a good chance that this ends up being dijack and keithley and lee and then they win the belts in tampa so if it is for a title shot and the Undisputed Ever obviously are not involved because why would they be in a shot for their own title? Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, if they get announced, they're fucking winning. It, that has to be the case then. Because then you get Dijak and Lee versus Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish at uh, Tampa. Or Portland if they do it ahead of time well enough. But I don't think that's the case. I think they'll do the finals. They'll the, do the finals in Portland. Portland. Well, it depends um, on when they start, too, because they haven't said when they're going to start it. I'm guessing it'll start on the 8th or the 15th of January. More than likely, yeah. That sucks for uh, Zongo, though, because they could have at least been a part of this in some fashion. If the Forgotten Sons do not win, then I'm kind of cutting bait. Tyler bait? You know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, if they don't win that, then they're never going to win anything, it seems. I mean, like, NXT has a good track record of being good to guys at some point. You know, everybody does get the payoff because, like, fuck, even Andrade was champion for a while. You mean Zelina was champion? I will not accept that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, in NXT it tends to be if you're going to succeed, you'll succeed eventually, even if you have to go through some bumps in the road. But then there's other people where it's like, you just, you, it wasn't going to happen. You know, for the people that are like Sawyer Fulton, it didn't happen. For the people who are like Sami Zayn, 
he eventually won the championship. You know? Have has there been anybody that has just disappointed in NXT and never prospered? Hideo Itami. Kona Reeves. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I feel comfortable with, with that. Hideo got the short end of the stick. He got injured a couple of times. They got Shinsuke. Shinsuke is much more charismatic. Hideo got shafted. Yeah. And all he could do was yell, respect me. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more hot tag to talk about. Really? It's, yep, that's it. <laughs> Out of that. I mean, we're about 30-something minutes into this. I'm sure future Tony doesn't talk for 45 minutes about the uh, table for three. If he does, uh, then... You know, we would have... Yeah. We probably would have been dead if we go off on that tangent about snack foods. <laughs> That's probably the case. Uh, the last hot tag that I've got written down is that the Young Bucks left Twitter, quote-unquote, permanently. All right, I'm going to talk for 45 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I feel... I have a couple mindsets about this. First of all, I understand 100% and respect 100%. The fact that Twitter and social media as a whole are very tos- yeah, toxic to one's mental health. And I go off of social media all the time. Before, In fact, before I started uh, working for WrestleZone back in June of last year, I was completely like, I didn't delete it or anything, but I stopped using social media because... It can be a very toxic environment. That being said, the Young Bucks and the Elite had a tendency to revel in the, you know, let's all poop on WWE on social media party. <laughs> that, that's a more of a mouthful for their then theme song. Party, yeah. <laughs> let's all poop on WWE on social media party. <laughs> So, when you get a little bit of a taste of your own medicine, it's not the strongest showing that your immediate response is to just leave the platform. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, maybe Callum even might say that I'm wrong here. And that's cool. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I definitely think it wasn't the strongest thing to do. Let's face it. You're the ones that put yourself out there. You didn't have to come out and say, we're the fucking EVPs of this thing. You put yourself out there. You had said through Cody, not the Bucks specifically, but you had said, wait, we want to be held to a higher standard. The dark order thing happened. And let's be real. I think with the way this is going, I don't want to be negative too much, but strong chance we're talking about the Dark Order as AEW's Dungeon of Doom in a few years. Well, the Dark Order thing to me that that's the the real like thing to harp on here is a couple weeks ago, as far as I'm aware, there isn't any kind of talk about we're thinking about leaving social media. And then the ratings start being a little bit worse. 
And then NXT starts matching them. And then NXT starts beating them. And then people are talking about the whole idea of like, well, that's over. And then they, they put up the thing with the being the elite where they're making fun of the whole, it's marathon, not a sprint, that kind of thing, which, you know, that's funny. And that's the truth of the matter too. Cause well, you know, AEW is probably going to win next week when NXT is just the recap show. And a- NXT is probably going to blow them out AEW. of the water this week. Well, AEW's not doing a show. This not week. this, not this week. Yeah, NXT is going to be a show this week, and AEW isn't. So NXT is going to totally the week after. They're both it's coming the out full guns blazing. Well, the reverse for next week because next week's going to be the January first. NXT is NXT not coming out full guns blazing on January first? No, I think that they're just doing the uh, NXT Year End Awards and the announcement of the Tag Team Classic stuff. What? That's wild. Really, I didn't know that. So the week that. They're kind of like uh, flip-flop, and it's like AEW is not doing it, and then they will. That's smart, NXT though. They, is they doing didn't divide the audience. They did not divide the live audience. AEW's in Jacksonville. They're letting them have Florida. That's kind of interesting, yeah. That's that, like... Uh, that's you a know, good move by Triple H, or whoever chooses that. That stuff happens, and... Then you get the Dark Order thing, and everybody starts talking about how well, this is the worst thing, and this is a problem, and all this other kind of stuff. And right after that, then it becomes, uh, we don't want to do this anymore, we don't want to listen to this and stuff. That really is kind of disappointing, you know? Because this has not been going on for long enough. This is, what, like 11 weeks worth of material that they've done? Outside of the fact that they did the pay-per-views and stuff. But This is the 11th or 12th week. Yeah, and it's like, how long has Raw been on the air? How long is, I mean, obviously they didn't have social media back then, but. And it's like, but again, you wanted this. Yeah. Even when you go back to when they did have social media and they did have Twitter where this could have been people criticizing them and stuff. It's been years of that. And WWE, as stubborn and sometimes completely blissfully ignorant as they are, they kind of go, all right, people are complaining. Let's move on. And I think that the Young Bucks kind of got a little bit hurt by that. And I don't blame them either. Like, shit, it sucks when somebody criticizes your stuff. 100%. And, like, it sucks to be on social media and I, like, for example, I cannot leave social media. Like, I need to see everything because part of what I report is social media. But there's plenty of times where I'm like, yeah, I I would delete it too. I'm not gonna lie. I just think that for them it looks more shady because of the things that they used to regularly you know post about i think this could have been handled a whole lot better very very easily if they would have just said excuse me if they would have just said hey guys uh holiday seasons are coming up we're gonna spend a lot of time with our families we're gonna take a break from social media hope you guys all have a happy holiday but they don't want that they want to leave the platform permanently and like, that is totally their prerogative. Dean Ambrose did it. You know? Dean Ambrose never had a Twitter. He's tweeting more as John Moxley, which I think is hysterical. But that is up to them entirely. I just feel that it's bad timing. Because you're looking like you're backing away from the fire already. 
Yeah, you're looking like you got your feelings hurt and you can't take the heat. So it's just like, oh my god, people are criticizing us. Well, I don't want to be around you anymore. I don't like this. So bye, everybody. You know? And that kind of puts a little bit of pressure more on Cody and on Kenny because then suddenly everybody's going to be tweeting at them, you know? Every problem, it's going to be instead of four people getting tweets or five or however many different people, it's going to be suddenly now these two guys. We're going to target them. And that kind of sucks for them, too. You know, that's, that's a shame. But I do want to talk about the Dark Order, the issue there. You saw the botch. You saw the punches. Dustin Rhodes tweeted it was embarrassing. A lot of people got on Dustin saying the business had passed him by. What are your thoughts on when you see a botch this bad, do you just let it go and move on and you know it's fake? You're just a bad actor? Yeah. There's been plenty of bad things and people have cared about it. That bad actor, I would be, if I were in, like, the business, I'd talk to that guy and I'd be like, yo, dude, you did not do yourself any favor here. I was like, yeah, you, you fucked up big time, pal. <laughs> yeah. You were on the camera side and that was, like, the worst possible spot for you to do something that bad. And I'm kind of surprised that Dustin didn't take that as, Dustin like, sold it, though, that. Yeah, like that he didn't go like, dude, you got to look like you're punching me. He should have, you know? and I, I maintain this, he should have pushed the dude off. Then one of the other 25 dudes that were in the ring could have beat the shit out of him as right. he pushed the dude off. Yeah, it wouldn't have hurt to have like a couple seconds worth of him like trying to fight back. It wouldn't hurt at all. But I also don't think that that's the end of the world and it's like, oh my god, I'm never going to watch AEW again because this one dude did some fake punches. If that were the case, then every Shane McMahon match that would come out, it'd be like, <laughs> alright, this is looking a little strange. He's not doing this right. Or, you know, the Tyson Fury punches that happened with Braun Strowman. Or the other people. Not the Braun Strowman. Uh, you know, the security ones where he was like not punching those people and stuff. So it's like, shit happens. You know, it's not the end of the world. I think a bigger Agreed. issue is the fact that they should be criticized for, like, the Nightmare Collective. Uh, no comment. <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, Dark Order hasn't been going all that well. And I personally like the Dark Order, at like, the idea of, like, the let's convert the losers type thing. But I don't like the people that are a part of it. I don't think that they're doing it all that well. And now that they were like, we're going to end the show with this. It's our big angle to end the whole thing. And it's going to be the Dark Order, which you already have, like, a lot of people that are kind of iffy about. And that thing happens with the punches. And your basic response is either telling people, like, deal with it or, like, shut up with your criticism, which I always hate. I always hate it with a passion when people say shut up and enjoy it, no matter what it is. Or your other responses to just be like, I can't handle this. I'm going to leave. Come on. You know? I, and I 100% agree. Like, why not just parody it, make fun of it, and go, yeah, we're going to roll with the punches on this one. Ha ha. They did. Oh, they uh, did? I almost want you to pause the podcast and go watch Being the Elite. What do they do on that? I'll probably they, watch it later. They over parody it to where okay um it's the scu and bucks uh 
Christmas party, and uh, the, the Bucks kick SCU out of their house because they're bragging about the fact that they they're the champions, and I think uh, Matt uh, Daniel says something about Matt's wife's cooking, and Matt goes. It was catering from Cracker Barrel. And he tackles him onto like a beanbag chair in the house. And he starts punching him, obviously spoofing the thing because he's missing. And they're just dead panning into the camera. And he's doing it slower and slower. And he and Nick are dead panning <laughs> into the camera. And it lasted a little too long for me. Oh, and the they... joke got to where it's not funny anymore. No, it lasted just a tad too long but then the next segment after the intro plays is um nick kenny and matt talking and they're all joking about how kenny's wearing shorts even though it's december and nick goes oh you can't show the shorts because they're actually they're new japan shorts and the internet's gonna think oh my god they're working with new japan like you can to me you can physically see because there's three different bits where they just crack on like internet fans, you can see like it's getting to them. Oh, so like the whole episode's basically instead of we're in on the joke and we get it, we kind of fucked up and we're gonna laugh at ourselves. To more so, fuck you guys for criticizing criticizing us. No, like they they got they got rid of the punches thing right away, but I I felt like there were certain points in there where Nick especially was just like, I'm gonna take the piss out of these fans because I'm I'm I've had it. Hmm. I'll end up checking that up at some point. I'll probably leave a comment below because uh, that's interesting. I'll I'll have to see where that is. I didn't even know that, that came out today. I didn't check my subscription feed yet. It comes out every Monday. I, I lost track of all that stuff. <laughs> um, there there was that. There's also the I don't know. We usually don't talk AEW on here. There's also the thing of like somebody washing blood off their hands. And they had a Dark Order mask on. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Hangman is with the Dark Order. I think he jumped in on that beatdown. Because he certainly didn't come in to save him. And that's like, since he hasn't been able to win, that he goes and joins the Loser Club thing. Yeah, the whole don't be a loser, join the Dark Order. Gonna do some Dark Order shit. Yeah, I wouldn't want them to turn him heel because he is pretty over, and obviously he's one of the original dudes. But I don't know; it'll be interesting. I feel like if they turn him and they put him with the Dark Order, then that's kind of proof that they're rushing because they've been switching a lot of things back and forth quite a bit without not much to really go on. Like they kind of rushed this MJF thing with uh, Cody, and yeah, for that matter. Uh, what do you think ends up caving in first? The Young Bucks come back on Twitter after permanently leaving, or Cody Rhodes gets another title shot after never ever doing Cody that gets again? title shot. You think that happens first? Cody gets title shot. <laughs> Cause I think it'll be easier for the Bucks to stay off Twitter than it will be for them to not put Cody in a match for the title because I'm sorry, I watch Dynamite every week for WrestleZone. When John Moxley or Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes get on the microphone, they are stars. And nobody else has that quality. MJF does, but he's the exception, not the rule. I thought he was the salt of the earth. 
he's also that. <laughs> oh, uh, he's also Jewish and doesn't celebrate Christmas. And TNT's Twitter account put out a great image of him as the Grinch stealing Christmas. <laughs> it's a borderline uh, problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny, but yeah, I'm sure somebody out there is horribly offended, and it's the worst thing that's ever happened in their entire life, and they're gonna go, you know, jump off a cliff. But, See, uh, we also have had enough to hear with people on social media complaining. That's why. That's the only reason why I'm giving them a little bit of a break. Yeah, but I also just assume that they're gonna be back in a couple of weeks, if not a couple of days, at this point, and go. Well, we say that you guys really wanted us back, and we're gonna keep a. Uh, the line of communication open with you guys. We might not tweet as often, but whatever. And then they'll be back. Yeah. The How many people do you know that have like deleted their Facebook and reactivated it like the next week? Uh, thankfully, I don't know that many, but I oh, do I know something. So really? So many people, especially the people that decide that they're going to change their names to something. And it's like, oh, I'm like uh, Mary Michelle instead of Mary, whatever my surname is or something. And you're like, yeah, so, okay, because that way your uh, boss doesn't find you on there with your first name and being in the same town and having a fucking profile picture that looks just like you mm-hmm. and mutual friends. And, like, you know. So while they did leave Twitter, they did also do the one thing that many people criticize couples for doing on Facebook. They took Matt to Matt's Twitter, and it's now the official Young Bucks Twitter. They have a couple's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much, too. Ah, uh, John and Kim's Facebook. It's like, uh, all right. Well, I'll message one of you one thing, one of you the other thing, and let's see how confusing <laughs> this gets. Not, not a good time. But you know, I just, I wish they didn't cave so quickly. Yeah, and for that matter, I, I want AEW to improve on certain things. I'm glad the honeymoon phase is over. Now, good, kick your asses into shape and. Give us more of what you promised. Give us a good women's division. I like Chris Stoutlander. Shout out to her. Yeah, women's division, I'm not so sold on still. For that matter, when the hell are we going to get this sports-oriented thing? Is there idea of sports-oriented just we do lots of long matches? What do you mean? We got, uh... We got rankings. Yeah, rankings are like almost nothing yeah i listen i'm not gonna lie to you i've been crapping on that since double or nothing when the first thing they did was the casino battle royale and it was like here are all these comedy characters <laughs> like what really you couldn't go one match <laughs> to me what's weird about the rankings is that they seem like they want to try to market that as being like oh the rankings prove that this one's the number one contender but all they really do is like each week the rankings come out and if they decide that somebody is like a couple matches down, especially now that they're going to like re- uh, reset the scores. I'm hoping that that makes it better. They just, uh, I think it's going to make it worse. I think that they're going to keep what they're doing, what they're doing, which is like when you only have a couple different matches within the time frame of like this person's one and two and this person's one and three, that makes a big difference when they lose another match because then they go down three spots on the rankings or something. And really, all you have to do is, all right, we don't want Sheeta to be the number one contender, so let's give her no more matches over the next couple of weeks and give Chris Statlander three, and she wins three of them. Oh, look at that. She's now up six spots on the ladder, and it's like, well, that's 
That's what WWE fucking does. They just don't put out the ranking, you know? Randy Orton will win three matches in a row, and it's like, hey, he's the number one contender now. Yeah, because he's won three matches. Listen, rankings never work in wrestling. Let's tell the truth here. Like, they never work. But I'm going to keep giving AEW a chance because, as Callum says on the year-end awards, an alternative is so desperately needed and it was longed for and it is appreciated but all things fair you can't just be like well you're the alternative so you're great yeah you know, you're, you're gonna face the same fire look i don't like coke it doesn't mean i like pepsi i don't drink soda uh, as i understand it, you don't drink much vinegar. <laughs> what do you drink i have learned to drink mostly water because it's healthier but really? That honest to God, that shocks me. But that's a very health-driven decision. And yeah, oddly enough, it took years because <laughs> I spent uh, ten plus years drinking mostly uh, brisk. <laughs> oh, I love iced tea. I love iced tea so much. I haven't had brisk in a while, and I want it really badly lately. But you give me some lemonade, awesome. And I went from uh, brisk to Gatorade, orange Gatorade in particular. As a means to be like, all right, I'm going to go to move to something with flavor, but it's not as bad as the uh, brisk stuff, even though it's Gatorade's still bad for you. And then that moved over to Powerade, and then I weaned myself onto Powerade Zero to lean my, wean myself onto water. It took – it was many years of a process. Wow. I, I will be the first to admit – and we're we're off on a tangent here, folks. I'll be the first to admit I drink way too much soda. I drink far too much soda. But I think everybody does for the most part, unless it's somebody like me who just doesn't like soda. Uh, but. Not the way I uh, I drink way too much. But it, listen, it's got flavor. I that's always been my one gripe with water is the lack of flavor. And yeah, yeah, flavor flavor is good. Like I'm not I, the only thing I don't get. Listen, I'm not I'm not like oh my god I, I need to drink like alcohol. It's never been my thing. I, it's not like I completely shy away from it, but I don't understand people who like need it to function. Yeah, or to have fun. Yeah, like that. That's just weird to me. I also just don't like carbonation. So <laughs> really, sort of, yeah, the bubbles. Not a big fan. Just tastes like burning, like Ralph says. I uh, random side note again. People are like, "Oh my god, it's hot tags! Why are you talking about this?" Fuck you. Well, we're talking. Why not? I remember uh, as a kid one time, I had a whole bunch of options of all this different type of soda, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't want to drink that, but I'm so thirsty." And I saw that somebody had uh, fruit punch, and I was like, "Oh, I fucking love fruit punch. This is great. Fruit punch with pe- uh, Pizza Hut, by the way. Great combination." I don't like uh, it. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, very sound. Uh, but I was like, oh, fruit punch. Great. Poured a, my, myself a glass, went for a big giant gulp, carbonated fruit punch. I was like, oh, see, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's I no still reason to put that. Hawaiian punch in a can and make it carbonated. Yeah. All right. Like you, we don't need to do this. I was just like, oh my God, God damn it. I, it's like a no win scenario. <laughs> like, uh, the. Carbonation, that's a weird thing. There you go. We already pre-answered some kind of questions for a future for your mailbag. mailbag. <laughs> yeah. 
We don't like carbonation. I don't drink much water. Callum does not like tea in spite of the stereotype. Don't stereotype Callum Wiggins, please. And, yeah. For that matter, if you want to think that I'm extremely weird by not liking soda and by not liking any kind of liquor, here's another reason why you'll hate me. I don't drink coffee either. So. You know, I don't I don't really... If I drink coffee, which is once in a blue moon, it's iced. I've never been a fan of the taste of coffee. Now, oddly enough, the smell of coffee, one of my favorite things. The taste hate of it? it with, hate it with a passion. The smell? Yep. Huh. I can understand yeah. why. So I can't even say if you want to buy us a cup of coffee, then, you know, whatever, because it doesn't really apply, but... You know, hit up you, that Patreon. You, you can buy us some iced tea. Buy us some iced tea. Yeah, kind of brisk. Raspberry. You like raspberry iced tea? Raspberry iced tea is good. Uh, give me pink lemonade or something. Pink lemonade that. is a great drink. Yeah. Underrated. We're going to do snack talk in 2020, guys. <laughs> hey, if you wanted to have us uh, do a big snack talk episode, donate to the Patreon. Pick your poison. But just stay tuned for all the other stuff that we got, because we have got plenty of stuff coming your way. We've recorded plenty of things, like those awards. It's uh, eight hours long. (laughs) I cannot believe that when you told me it's eight hours long. But I understand why, because we just sat here talking about carbonated fruit punch and hot things. So that's coming your way on Christmas. Uh, We did the Time Machine Dream Team as sponsored by Guest 5. We've got a sponsored post coming up soon of Superstar Scores Edge for Marco. We've got the One to Watch for 2020 and the the Future Endeavors forecast for 2020. As well as the end of 2001 Wrestling Odyssey, which is Callum Wiggins and myself, our retro podcast, where we'll go back in time to 2001. And this month, we'll be reviewing December for obvious reasons, and Vengeance 2001, and Tony might even join us for that one. I'm hoping I can. I've got it on my schedule of my list of 300 things of Watch Vengeance 2001, so maybe I'll get a chance to do that tonight or tomorrow night. I hope so. But I've got my plugs kind of out of the way. Any other things you want to toss out on the plugs? Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at please. Tell me that you hate that I drag these things out so much, and, uh, you know, check out everything I'm doing on Fightful and WrestleZone. And if you say in particular that you hate that he does that or whatever, then he might leave his Twitter forever. Uh, yeah, I, I might leave Twitter forever. <laughs> my Twitter is at Tony Mango, and I don't give a shit if you end up saying that you don't like my opinion. Because at this point, I'm, I'm okay with it. Whatever. Don't read the articles then. So, uh, yeah, tweet at me some fun stuff, and that'd be cool. And you guys aren't really going to be hearing from us other than the fact that we did the... We did an uh, eight-hour... You're going to hear from us. We did an eight-hour uh, end-of-the-year awards, but you're just not going to hear any new content from us. Until a little bit later on this week. But yeah. Yeah. Before Christmas, uh, at least as far as the awards things go, that'll be that thing. But Merry Christmas to everybody who celebrates it. If you don't celebrate it, then happy whatever you celebrate, or happy nothing if you celebrate nothing. Cause happy Festivus. To the rest of us. Yeah, that'd be festivist to everybody there. Leave a comment below with your favorite Seinfeld episode or quote or something like that. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about it on fanboysanonymous.com at some point, because that's a geek culture website that I didn't plug, and I just realized that right now. But go ahead and check that out and follow that and do all that kind of stuff. And while you're doing all that kind of stuff, keep in mind that it is all greatly appreciated, and I love you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do us in the, for the hot tags. 
for episode two, no, four twenty one, not two hundred. We're not back three fucking years ago. And uh, it's gonna also do something for this episode. So thank you for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Ah!